0: and when you check out make sure that you plug in and type in dry creek all one word for a 10 percent discount good morning uh, well it may be morning when you are listening to this it may be afternoon it may be night i don't know but uh, regardless greetings and salutations uh, glad you joined me and uh i want to do something today i've kind of been wanting to do for a while and uh, I want to, I want to read. I shouldn't tell you what I'm going to do. Some of you will just immediately turn this off, uh, but don't don't turn it off, okay? If you're new to me and to what I do, and new to what's going on here, it'll probably not be what you're expecting. What it sounds like, but I'm going to read a poem, uh, and then I'm going to go over that poem and talk about it. Okay? Now a lot of the subject and on the YouTube channel that I have, and, and here on the podcast, is just um, trying to encourage in life, and try, and I focus a lot on on young men. And uh, on encouraging, there's, there's a lot of young men in society today that do not, sometimes do not have the um, advice and encouragement and direction that they need, um, and so I just try to help with that. Now, I, I wanna I want to clear something, not that it needs clearing. I have seven children, okay? Those of you who've been with me for a long time, you know this. I have, I had two sons, and then I had four daughters, and then, I say I, my wife, my wife actually did the work on that. Uh, And then we had another son, so I have three sons and four daughters. And I concentrate a lot on the man side of things, as a father of sons. Now, there will be some who maybe will wonder sometimes, well, what about your daughters? What about your girls? And I'm not gonna lie, that unintentionally created a little bit of stress in the family as the kids got older um because I concentrated more on the boys now that was a failing of mine that was a shortcoming of mine I had a reason for it um and but you know I I kind of overdid it um my um my daughters we we as you may or may not know we're a very uh conservative very old-fashioned household and my daughters from a very young age expressed that they wanted to be like their mama they wanted to be a mama they wanted to be a wife and a mother and a, a support and a partner to their husbands And that's, that's what they wanted. And so to my thinking and my thinking, like I said, was a bit off and, and I realize now I came up short in some areas, but to my thinking at the time is like, well, I don't have very much to offer a little girl who wants to be a good wife and a good mother. But they have the perfect example and the perfect teacher in their own mother. And uh, so I can let my wife invest in my daughters into to be what they want to be. And uh, so what I need to do is I need to focus on investing in my sons and create help them become the men um that they need to be Um, and and so that's what i did so i spent a lot of years trying to create trying to help my sons become the kind of husbands that a young lady like my daughters could depend on that would be worthy of support and to make them honest, hardworking, uh, responsible men in today's age. And so that's what I focused on for years. And like I said, I realized now that my daughters, they did get short shift growing up. And that, that wasn't intentional. Uh, I look back now with some regret and I'm like, I wish I could have balanced that better. I wish I could have done that better. But you can't you can't go back. But it's just been my focus in view, my approach for years, trying to help young men become good men. And, and it still carries through on this. It's still my focus today. And I get questions sometimes on the channel, is this channel only for men? No, it, it's not. The podcast is not only for men, it's people. It's just my unique. And the, the other side of it is, is is I think women, as God made them, are wonderful. I think they're magical. But part of what makes them magical is they're mysterious. I don't understand them. I don't understand little girls. Little girls are the most um, the most complex, confusing little creatures. Wonderful, wonderful, but it's just not... I have a hard time sometimes relating. And, uh, I, I grew up part of that is I grew up, uh, I'm the oldest of four kids and, uh, the three younger than I am, the other three siblings are all girls. So I had three sisters and I didn't understand them either. And I didn't, I didn't try. It was just a lot easier for me to go out and be by myself out in the woods or on my bike out gone somewhere. And so, I grew up avoiding the the drama and the complexity of the female mind. And uh, I know that's kind of a politically incorrect way of looking at things and discussing the things these days, but that's, that's who I am now, okay? And uh, so this, uh, I don't know how I got off on that. This poem, it's not my favorite poem, um, but it's one that has steered me a lot and helped me a lot over the years. It's it's a very popular poem. Uh, And it's If by Rudyard Kipling. And so I just, I want to read this and then I want to go back and go over it and kind of break it down and uh, see what we can learn or get encouragement from today from this poem. Okay. So this is what he says. He says, if you can keep your head when all about you, If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone. And so hold on when there's nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you but none too much if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run. Yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Now this is a, it's a very powerful poem. And uh, poetry has a way of taking thoughts and uh, taking truths and untruths and taking words informing them in, uh, in a, a way that is informing them in, in a way that is more powerful. Um, so he, he says, if you can keep your head, when all about you are losing theirs, all right, let's just start with that in, and we can get a lot of illustrations from society today. People are losing their head. They're losing their common sense. They're losing their logic. They're losing their reason. They're losing their hope. They're losing their faith. Uh, We got Chinese balloons floating over the country. We got currency that's fixing to crash. We've got whole blocks of society that have just gone completely stark raving mad. And people are losing their heads. And the thing is that when people go to lose their heads, one of the things they do is they blame that on you. It's your fault. Uh, it's your fault. Now I'm not. I'm not going to say you should do this or you shouldn't do that or you should have done this or you shouldn't have done that. There are certain things out there that it's not my place to say um, what choice you should have made. And let's so let's take you know the vax, the vaccine. I did not get the COVID vaccine. I have I have my reasons and uh, and i think they're very legitimate reasons and it's playing out today that they were the right reasons it was the right choice but i saw a thing the other day where there's folks who did get the vaccine and then are suffering the physical um debilitation from it and they're actually blaming this particular letter was actually blaming people who did not get the vaccine for not stopping them from getting the vaccine. People are losing their heads and then blaming it on you. And that's all through life. People, people, life, humans love to cast blame. It's just not natural for a man or a woman to stand up and say, I did that. I made that choice. It was the wrong choice and that was my fault. Uh, they lose their head. They do something totally illogical, unreasonable, damaging, and they turn around and they point to you and they blame you. Well, if you cannot follow that path, if you cannot lose your head when all of society is just going stark raving mad and say, No, this is what you got to do, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you. Um, Now that's a hard one, that's a big one. But the perfect example is me starting this, the YouTube channel. And when I started this YouTube channel, I didn't know beans from apple butter. I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know anything about social media. I knew nothing about advertising. I knew nothing about any of that. And I had a lot of good uh, people, a lot of people a lot more experience, a lot smarter than I am, say, Dwayne, this is, how you need to set up your videos this is what you need to do and this is what you need to do and I would sit there and I would listen to their advice and then I'd say no no that's just not me that's not true to the heart and the vision and the view that I started this thing with and you know and I had a lot of people it. when this isn't this isn't going to fly and it's nothing's going to happen from this because you're not doing it the way, um, conventional wisdom says successful people do it. Um, so I trusted myself when all men doubted me, but then he says, but make allowance for their doubting too. Every time somebody says, Dwayne, I mean, somebody that I know, somebody that I trust, somebody that matters says, Dwayne, it, if you do this, this is going to happen. You should do that. I always stop and listen. And I always think about it. I make allowance for their doubting. They may be right. They might be right. And when you go through life, you have to have trust yourself when nobody else would trust you, but you can't turn that to the level of arrogance. You can't dismiss when people come along and say, I don't know if what you're doing is is my, I don't know if it's gonna be successful or not. So you have to find that balance of trusting yourself, but also looking at those around you who are questioning and take into account their questions. You gotta make allowance for that. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting success takes time everybody wants to get on there and they want to make a million dollars in the next 30 days they want i'm 26 years old and i want to get on the internet because it's magical and i want to do this and then i want so much money coming in i don't have to work for the rest of my life um they get tired of waiting and we get tired of waiting for relationships to turn around we get tired of waiting for things to happen we get tired of waiting Uh, for the changes that we're making ourselves to become better, we get tired of waiting for that to take place. Patience. Patience is an indispensable ingredient in your life. Okay, he says, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting or be lied about, being lied about, don't deal in lies. People are going to lie about you. People are going to lie about you, but you don't turn around and deal in lies back, okay? Or being hated, don't give way to hating. Uh, Hate is a poison. Hate will destroy you. Hate will destroy everything you're trying to be, everything you're trying to build. And the natural tendency when someone hates you is to turn around and hate back. Well, you're not going to be the kind of man that you need to be, all right, if you give way to hating. And But don't look too good, nor talk too wise. Never lose your humbleness. Never lose your humility. Never lose the realization that you put your britches on one leg at a time. You eat burritos and it gives you gas. You're just a man you'll make mistakes there's no room in this world for more arrogance and more pride the more successful you are coupled with the more humble you are the better you are okay Um, if you can dream and not make dreams your master there and again, in our society today with, with um, videos and music and fantasy novels and stuff, people become dreamers. And I mentioned in, I think, the last episode I put on here, I mentioned not too long back in something, the difference between, um, how did I say that, a dream, okay? A dream that you put your feet to, that you put the work to, becomes a dream. You have a dream and so you start working towards that dream. But if you just dream and you don't do anything to make that dream a reality, then it becomes a fantasy. And a lot of people, the difference is some people dream and they go out and they put in the, the toil and the sweat and the tears and the blood to make that dream happen. And the other person They just spend their life dreaming of how they wish things were and not dreaming of how they're going to make things be. And the dreams, the dreams become their master. If you can think and not make thoughts your aim. Now this is some of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life or some of the most educated people I ever met in my life. The purpose of a thought is, is to make something happen. But a trap that some folks fall into is they get into the trap that the purpose of a thought is to think a thought. And so they think thoughts just to think thoughts. And because now they have to think another thought today, they start thinking more and more outlandish thoughts. But the thoughts serve no purpose, okay? We need to think. But our aim in thinking is not to be thinking. That might be something you want to chew on for a bit. All right, that's a little bit um, deep and layered right there. All right, um, I I've had family before, and I mean extended family, not immediate family. That were just professional students. They spent their whole life going to school and getting a degree. And another degree and another degree and another degree and they got so bound up in thinking and in learning and they didn't take this thinking and they didn't take this learning to its obvious conclusion and destination and that is to get something accomplished they learned and thought just for the sake of learning and thinking and that doesn't help anybody okay you have to think Now, I spend a lot of time. You you would be shocked how much time I spend just sitting around and meditating. And by meditation, I'm not sitting on a mat somewhere with my legs crossed in yoga pants. Uh, But just sitting there, maybe smoking a cigar or a pipe and just thinking, just mulling stuff over in my mind. But the purpose of that is to figure stuff out so that i don't make mistakes or so i can help someone else not make mistakes the thinking itself is not the aim all right if you can meet triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same i just today today is january 7th and i just uploaded a video on youtube uh called the man in the arena and i was discussing that excerpt from that speech that Teddy Roosevelt gave about the man in the arena. And it is, and I was talking on there, it's just as important. It's more important to be in the fight than it is to win the fight. Now, that's my opinion. Now, how does that work? If we concentrate on success or failure to the point that we don't get in, it, in the fight, then we'll not succeed or fail. We'll be a big zero. And the doing, the doing is the goal. And triumph, or the opposite side of that, disaster, can become a great imposter. Um, Sometimes, and I'm straining some, some heavy waters here, okay? Triumph is not to be Pursued for triumph's sake. Let me let me go with that again. Triumph is not to be pursued just for the sake of triumph. Now let's let's take World War One or World War Two. All right, let, let's let's take a combat. All right, let's take World War Two. In the end, um, the Allies triumphed. But the purpose of that triumph was not to triumph. The purpose of winning was not to win. The purpose of winning was to stop uh, Germany and then Japan from their conquest and what they were doing. That was the purpose. The winning was to accomplish the stopping of great evil. The winning wasn't just so we could stick our thumbs in our suspenders and say we won. That's what he's talking about here. Uh, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves, to make a trap for fools. Now I get this on comments. I don't get any comments on the podcast, so I, I have no idea how this is being. I don't. I don't know. Kind of leaves me in the dark. But I get people on comment section and on the YouTube channel and they'll take what I say and they'll twist it totally out of any semblance of the subject and what I was trying to get across. They'll take it and twist it um, to make a trap for fools. If you can, uh, if you can bear and the problem is, what the da- not the problem, the danger is when that happens again and again and again, if we have something to say and it needs to be said, if we say it and somebody takes that and twists it in order to hurt somebody else, after a while we'll just stop saying it. We'll We will stop speaking when we need to speak. And that's what he's saying here. There's times when you need to stand up and speak and say what is right, Because it needs to be said. And if somebody takes that afterwards and uses it nefariously, that's on them. But you did your part. And we cannot refuse to do what needs to be done or to say what needs to be said. Because someone may take it and turn it into something that we didn't mean. All right. Part of manhood is doing what needs to be done, regardless of the consequences, all right? Um, Or watch the things you gave your life to broken. Now this may be a marriage, it may be a relationship, it may be a business that you built. Uh, The thing that you gave your, if you can watch it broken and then stoop down and build them up with worn out tools. Um, you know a lot of times we spend everything that we have to build something in life and when I say we spend everything we have the tools that we use to build that are worn out from building it now maybe in a relationship the tools of, of grace and the tools of patience and the tools of understanding and the tools of you know just whatever they are until you're worn out. You just don't have patience anymore and you don't have the grace anymore and you don't have the understanding anymore and you're not willing to listen anymore because those tools got wore out because this relationship that you tried to build broke. And now all of this bottomless well of of understanding that you started out with It's kind of wore out. And you're not near as understanding as you used to be. Well, if you can watch, he says, the things you gave your life to broken. And stoop and build them up with worn out tools. Start all over again. Um, If you can make one heap of all your winnings. And risk it on one turn of pitch and toss. If you can take the big gamble, we gamble it all, um, and lose and start again at your beginnings. So you make a huge gamble in life. All right. Let's say, all right, here the Wrangler school. I have people who want to go into that Wrangling packing lifestyle and they come to the school and this is their dream and they've been wanting to do it. All right. And let's say that you're not as young as you used to be. All right. Let's say you're 35. You've got a wife, a very good wife, a very supporting wife, um, and you've got a good job. You're not happy at that job. You're financially secure. You've got the little house with the picket fence, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't do it for you. It 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 just you feel trapped, and so you take that big gamble you you quit your job you sell that house along with all the equity and all the work you put into it and everything and your family thinks you're absolutely stark raving mad all right and you sell you have a garage sale and you sell everything you don't need and you pack up your wife and you pack up what you have left, and then the money that you have from selling everything and quitting your job and pulling out of your savings, because you're going to scoop up everything and you're going to risk it on one turn of pitch and toss. And you lose. You move all the way out to wherever, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Uh, you find a place that will provide housing maybe on a cattle ranch for your wife and you get out there and you realize this is not what I thought it was going to be I'm not cut out for this I'm not set up for this I this is physically more demanding than I thought it was going to be and I'm starting this so late in life that I don't have the advantage of learning a whole new life and everything uh, from my youth, and you lost. But if you can start all over at the beginning, if you can say, I'm not giving up on my dream, and my dream is not a cubicle in an office in suburbia, And you've spent what you got from your house. And you've spent your savings. And your wife's not too happy with you right now. Um, But if you can say, I'm not going back and doing that. I'm moving forward. Okay? Start at your beginnings. And never breathe a word about your loss. Don't whine about it. Don't bellyache about it. Say, look. I had the guts to try, and I failed. And I'm not gonna sit down, and I'm not gonna cry, and I'm not gonna whine, and I'm not gonna bellyache about what I did not succeed at. I'm not gonna bellyache and moan and weep about what I've lost. I'm gonna start all over. I'm gonna start all over. If you can force your heart and nerve and and sinew to serve you long after they are gone and so hold on when there's nothing in you except the will which says to them hold on. I, last time I went to the academy I was 10 years older than the next oldest cadet and it, was, it wasn't it was a good choice for me to do that on, on a lot of grounds um, and I was not in as good a physical condition as I thought I was and that first week they call it hell week and which a lot of you guys have been through the military uh I'm sure you can you can identify you can stand up and testify and so out the Alaska police academy in Alaska state of Alaska is paramilitary and the instructors there are former marine drill instructors and and I mean it's and so they were hardcore that first week, trying to trying to weed out the weak ones and the crybabies and everything else. And uh, and I was fifty. The next the next cadet that was closest to my age was forty. And uh, so we're down there, and and it's like they're screaming at you, you know, push ups, push ups. or right, stop, roll over, sit ups, sit ups, bicycles, roll back over, push ups, push ups. And uh I did not have, as he talks about here, it did not take long, uh, physically speaking, for my heart and my nerve and my sinew to fail. My muscles and my joints and my strength. And it got to the point where I would do a push-up, I'd do the second push-up, and I would collapse. I mean my arms would just give out and I'd hit that gym floor and you know the the best I could do in that last instance was turn my head sideways so I didn't bloody my nose on the floor when I hit but I'd pull my hands back up underneath me and I'd push again long after my heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they're gone mine was long gone but I'm like I I'm not If all I've got left is heart and desire in the wheel, then that's what I'm going to use. And, you know, I noticed that on each side of me were guys that were 23, 24 years old, much bigger, much more fit than I was. And the instructors would come down and drop down on their hands and knees beside these guys and just scream at them and denigrate them and mock them and i'd be like man i'm next and i'd clap i'd collapse put my hands under me and push up one more and come down and try to give one more and then my arms would give out and i'd collapse i'm like man they're fixing to come they're fixing to they're fixing to land right here next to me and man i'm going to catch it they would go around me and go to the next guy and they told me they found out like you know i found out later they told me it's like Because those guys had more physically than you did, but they didn't have the heart. And it was very obvious that when your body had give out, your guts and your heart was still going. And that's what you have to do in life. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve you long after they are gone. And so hold on when there is nothing in you. There's nothing left. Except the will, which says, hold on. I got nothing left but an absolute refusal to quit. You've got to find that in you. It's in you. That reserve is down there in you. Okay? And you've got to find it. You have to get to the point where all you have left is a refusal to quit. You don't have the muscle. You don't have the the nerves. You hurt like crazy. And it doesn't make sense to keep going. But you keep going anyhow. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, that's a tough one. Because we tend to follow the crowds. Those around us start getting... Um, they start getting... They start going verbally in a direction, you know. In humor, guys get together and things start going in a direction that that they shouldn't be going. Okay, you can talk with crowds, you can hang out in crowds, but you can keep your virtue. You keep your integrity, no matter what the crowd that you're with, no matter what they're doing. All right, um, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. You get successful. You become somebody successful, but who was it that said, "They they treat you treat the bellboy, you treat the waitress, you treat the gardener, just like you treat the CEO." All right, you remember where you came from. You were always a common man. When you become successful, you're a common man who became successful, and you never, ever lose touch, uh, lose that common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you. Oh dear. Louis L'Amour said, there's no stopping a man who knows his right and just keeps on coming. And nobody can hurt you like family can. And they don't always intend to. It's not always their intention. It's not always their desire. Um, But if you can get to the point where neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you. So an enemy who speaks against me can't break my heart to the point I can't function anymore. A loving friend. I had had a group of friends several years ago uh, that got together and pretty dang near destroyed me. It wasn't their intention to destroy me, but it was a—it was their intention to put me in my place, um, and it almost destroyed me. And but out of that, I've come to a place where it's like neither foe nor loving friend can hurt me. Uh, I told somebody, you know, I said, I don't know, three or four years ago, we had family that we thought were friends and they went and it got humans humans are just humans man and uh, they started in doing whatever so i told Deanna, i said look i'm i'm well over 50 years old and i have lived my entire 50 years without these people i believe i can live what remaining 20 i got left without them as well i don't need them and they're not going to hurt me and we're going to move on uh, you got to come to that place. If all men count with you, but none too much. Everybody's important. No, that's not. Got to be careful how we say that. We need to treat everybody. The, the guy on the street who's homeless and panhandling, uh, he needs to count. He counts. Um, we he he he's somebody's son you know um he's somebody with hopes and dreams or he used to have them um and he needs to count but he don't need to count too much people who are important people who have succeeded they need to count but there comes a point where you will understand one day and you will realize everybody needs to count but nobody needs to count too much um if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run. Now, there's a lot of guys who are a lot more educated and a lot smarter than I am talking about this unforgiving minute. Uh, I'm just going to put it like this. Don't waste your life away. The man who gets something done is a man who gets up and goes and does something. You say, you know, I'm not getting anything done in life. Well, how much time are you spending not doing something? That unforgiving minute, you don't get it back. It doesn't come around again. All right? Uh, And if you can do this, then he says, yours is the earth and everything in it. Everything that's in it. And which is more? You'll be a man, my son. Very powerful poem uh, a lot of great truth and wisdom in it. And so immediately on the surface, what I take away from this is that it ain't easy. It don't come natural. It doesn't come magical. It doesn't just happen. Okay. It's not, you're not going through life in some kind of video game and you, you pick up this, this jewel and all of a sudden the light appears around you and boom you're you're at the next level you've just leveled up, you don't level up in life like that, you want to level up you crawl up that hill, you scratch and claw and work up that hill to level up you don't go through life looking around for the magic bean that you pick up that's going to level you up and suddenly make you into the kind of man that you need to be it's work and it takes failure and it takes heartache and it takes um it takes a lot of it requires you say well it requires a lot of um encouragement no it does i mean that helps but it it requires a lot of discouragement from others How does that help? How does discouragement from others help you grow and become a better man? It shows you what is actually important to you. It shows you in time all of the discouragement, all of the failures, all of the pain. That's what teaches you what's really inside of you and what you are really made of. And until you go out and, and fight for it and work for it and suffer through it, you will never know the depths that are in you. And until you plumb those depths, you'll never be able to draw out of that well. Okay? So anyhow, I'm gonna stop there, um, and I uh, hope, hope it helps you, and I hope it encourages you. And uh, if uh, if you found some encouragement through this, Help somebody else with it. Tell them about it. Alright? So just just keep struggling, man. Just 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 keep fighting. And there's victories. But the victories only come after the struggle. And after every victory is another struggle. And until you go through that next struggle, you'll never find the next victory. Alright? Alright. We'll catch you guys next time.